Welcome to the Fighting for Joy podcast. I'm your host, Jody Blick. Season two of the podcast is highlighting all kinds of practical tools that can be implemented to help with the fight for joy in this broken world. My guest today is my counselor, Claire Cunningham. Going to counseling has been a huge help in my personal fight for joy these past six years. In fact, when people want to know what has helped me keep progressing in grief, my appointments with Claire and the things that I've learned through counseling are always at the top of my list. It wasn't long after the accident that I realized it might be beneficial to our whole family if Eric and I sought help through Christian counseling, and it has been and continues to be so helpful. Not only does Claire help us navigate the things that we're in the middle of and dealing with now, but for our particular situation in grief, which is continually changing and shifting as the years go on, she helps us prepare for what might lie ahead, for what's coming as we continue on in grief. Our sessions with Claire have been tremendously helpful and a key component in our healing and progress as we continue to grieve. So whatever difficulties you might be dealing with in life, whether they are big or small, I hope that today's episode gives you a glimpse into how counseling can be such a phenomenal tool to help navigate the hard things in life, especially if you have tried and failed on your own. So I'm grateful for Claire's willingness to have this conversation with me today, and I hope you are encouraged as you learn a little bit more about counseling and how it could possibly help with your fight for joy. Hi, Claire. Hi. Thanks for making time for this conversation today. I'm just really excited to have you on because our family has benefited in so many ways from counseling, and I want others to hear about this as a possible option for them too, as they deal with the hard and unexpected things in their own life. Um, so as a way of getting started, I'll just have you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yep. I um, am a marriage and family therapist and I live in Gretna and I have a private practice that is close to Gretna, 168th and Cornhusker. And so that's kind of nice. And I've been married for eight years to my husband, Charles, and we have three kiddos that are five and a half, three and a half, and four months old. So we're busy season. a little busy right now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, congrats on the new baby, and I'm sure it's Thank an you. adjustment getting back to everything. Yeah. Yes. Well, various members of our family have been meeting with you on and off now for almost six years, and mm-hmm. Eric and I first um, scheduled an appointment with you mainly to get guidance for our kids because my my biggest concern initially was our three living children. I was just really worried about what kind of impact this horrible tragedy that we were walking through was going to have on them and their development and their future. Um, And you definitely helped and continue to help with that, but you've also just provided counsel and guidance in so many other aspects of our grief. And I really do attribute a lot of our progress and healing to our work with you. Um, Sure. You weren't the first counselor that we met with, but you're the one we've stuck with. (laughs) And um, (laughs) very very thankful for the recommendation that we got um, by a friend. And um, I knew after our first session together that you were going to be a good fit for us. Um, But let's talk a little bit about your practice. I would just love to hear Mm -hmm. a little bit about how you got into this type of work as well as um, what you specialize in. Yeah, um, as far as kind of how I got into it, I feel like it was one of those deals that 
I just kind of always knew that being in the helping role was something that I kind of was just gifted in Mm -hmm. as far as being able to kind of meet people where they were at and that. And so when it was time to kind of figure out career path and all of that, um, honestly, through a lot of prayer and through (laughs) a lot of just kind of discerning things, um, I landed on the idea of being a counselor and, um, then I kind of fell into the piece of marriage and family training, mm-hmm. which really is something that I love. And that's, I don't know, just kind of a track of the counseling world that has just fit with me really well. And a lot of that training goes to working with relationships, whether that be marriage relationships, family relationships, parent-child relationships, any of that Um and so that's a lot of what I specialize in is relationships and just kind of helping people navigate those and go through transitions and any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of where that landed. And, and it's just been a good fit for me. And I've really enjoyed, I don't know, I like people's stories and I like mm-hmm. helping people navigate their stories. And mm-hmm. that's very much how I see what I do. Yeah. Well, you're very good at it from my experience, for sure. How <laughs> long you. have you been counseling? Um, 10 years, actually. Wow, this wow. is, yeah, just next month will be 10 years, which is a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is a milestone. Yeah. Well, I think um, one of the biggest questions that can arise when the topic of counseling comes up is along the lines of why counseling would be needed for someone who loves the Lord. And obviously, mm-hmm. this is not my question, um, because I definitely believe in it and value it. But I think it's a prevalent one um, in the Christian community, whether it's said out loud or not. Um, Mm -hmm. So why do people need to go to counseling when they have a strong faith and they love God? You know, I see this a lot. Mm -hmm, (laughs) I come mm -hmm. up against this a lot. And honestly, I very much view people that love Jesus need to come to counseling for the same reason that people that love Jesus need to go to a dentist or they need to go to a shoe store or they need to go yeah. to any specialized anything. Cause that's very, it's just what I do. What I do is I'm specialized in helping people get through things in life, help mm-hmm. them with the emotions, the mental aspect of it, the practical transition piece of it. I, that's my training just as a dentist is trained in understanding your teeth. And so yes, yes. honestly, and I just, I view it the same way, whether you love Jesus or not, sometimes you just need help mm-hmm. getting life figured out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think I love meeting with people that love Jesus. It makes my job a lot easier because we can talk about him and we can incorporate him into our counseling. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, um, somewhere people have gotten this idea that if they really have an amazing faith and they love Jesus, then they don't need to meet with someone that has been trained and helping people adjust to unexpected transitions in life Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. any of that kind of stuff. And that's just not true. Like, you know, loving, having your faith can be an amazing asset to counseling and counseling can be an amazing asset to your faith in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. um, Yeah. So that's kind of how I see it. Do you think this aspect of shame, I mean, do you think it's getting better in the Christian community? Do you feel like it's as more people are... (sighs) outwardly sharing their the help and the hope they're getting from counseling or do you think it's still a struggle I would say overall it is definitely trending better it is still a major struggle I think that there's two big things I come across is one the idea that if you have Mm -hmm. strong faith then you shouldn't struggle as much as 
my, my clients are struggling kind of that idea, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, or if you're going to counseling, then something has to be majorly wrong. Yeah. And that is also not true. And so those are the two things I come up against quite often mm-hmm. is that people are like, well, I mean, it's not that bad or, you know, this is hard, but I haven't, I haven't prayed a lot about it. And I'm like, well, please pray about it, but also please come see me. Yeah. Cause yeah. you know, and so I would say it's still a big thing because mm-hmm. people just don't know that mm-hmm. they don't know that counseling can be helpful in the little things as well. And so they just yeah. think that they should be able to push through again with faith and with prayer and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. 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 Well, let's talk through some of the basics of counseling. Um, I mm-hmm. think the first thing to, to ask is just how does somebody know if they should seek counseling? Mm. Um, simply put, I would say if you are stuck mm-hmm. anywhere, if you're just kind of stuck, mm-hmm. you should probably consider going to counseling because again, as a therapist, it makes my job a lot easier if you come in when you kind of are a little bit stuck mm-hmm. versus we have been massively stuck for about 10 years. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot harder for me to work with 10 years of stuck than, you know, 10 months of stuck. Right. And so right. Um, I think that someone should consider it if they're like, you know, there's just this thing in our life that I just can't get figured out or I just can't quite, I don't know. I just can't sort it out. It's getting, yeah. it keeps coming up. It's continuing to be a problem, whether that be a relationship or whether that just be an individual issue or a parenting issue or any of that. If you have something that just is not quite getting resolved, no matter what you try to do, mm-hmm. that's a great indicator to go talk to a counselor and just try to get it sorted out and get a different angle on it. Yeah, so. that's good. I like that word stuck too. I think that's helpful. And do you, you know, as you see people, um, do you feel like there's a couple of main areas that Christians tend to get stuck in or where, where do you most often see Christians falling into despair or needing counseling? Um, oh man, I feel like with this one, um, What I tend to see with Christians um, when they come in and they're struggling is, um, is if they feel like it's kind of when they don't have, um, how do I want to describe this? Sorry. Um, if their expectations for how life should go Mm -hmm. based on their idea of faith is not lining up with how their life is going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would say that's, yes. you know, they, they have a hard time because they either don't believe that they should be struggling as much as they are, or again, the unexpected loss Mm -hmm. piece that you and Eric have gone through. I mean, that's a perfect example where Mm -hmm. you're like, this is not where we thought life was going and what is going on and who is God, who is God in this, who is God in this pain, who is God in this unexpected, whatever, who is God in yeah. what's going with this job loss or any of that kind of stuff. I find Christians really struggle with that because they are told that God loves them. Mm-hmm. But if God loves them, then why does my life hurt? Yeah. And so when people come in, I do a lot of working and unpacking their thoughts about God and truths about God and mm-hmm. where pain lives in faith mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just those types of things. That's where a lot of Christians get caught up or they just stumble over the idea of why does it hurt so bad if I have faith? Yeah, 
I think that's huge, Claire. And I think you're right. I mean, we've kind of talked a little bit about that where it's, it's not just the grief, it's grieving over the grief, you know, or mm-hmm. it's, it's not right. just being really sad. Yep. It's being sad that you're sad, you know, and just kind of the expectations of how life should look and how things should go as a believer and then just being disappointed in your circumstances Absolutely. or yep. in the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know each situation and person is different, but in general, um, what are some things that people should look for as they seek counseling? Are there questions they should be asking or specific types of counseling they should be looking for or avoiding? Um, You know, I feel like with this idea, it really kind of comes down to um, the questions that I recommend my friends to ask when my friends Mm -hmm. are looking for a counselor and they can't see me. Um, one is if they have a faith component in their life, I would ask the therapist when they call to just ask about appointments and all that, ask the therapist if they have a faith component in their life and in their counseling, Mm -hmm. um, because that really changes how counseling goes. Um, Mm -hmm. if your counselor loves Jesus or if they respect the idea of religion, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and so. I would say that's the first one because I feel like based on a conversation you would have with a counselor, even just over the phone, you could probably get an idea if they would be a good fit for you or not um, based on where you're at on your um, journey with God and relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thing is just kind of the idea. Um, there's a lot of different um, paths of training <laughs> that comes mm-hmm. where counselor is a really big umbrella And there's a lot of different paths of training that we can take to get there to call ourselves counselors. And so it's just kind of knowing, um, asking, again, asking the therapist, say, generally speaking, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, what is kind of your thought on, um, you know, kind of where, where problems come from and how to get them solved? Because there's a lot of different viewpoints on, on just kind of how to approach problems and issues in people's lives. And I think based on, the counselor's answer that will either be something what they say will either resonate with you or it's something that it's like I don't think that's a good fit because mm-hmm. that just doesn't sound like how I how I conceptualize why problems come up in my life yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like that and then the other thing I really recommend people to do is have like two or three counselors that they might possibly be setting initial appointments with hmm. and whoever they feel most comfortable with they mm-hmm. go forward with mm-hmm because That's the great. beautiful thing, at least in our area, is our area of Omaha is incredibly saturated with therapists. Mm-hmm. And um, so if you don't like me, you shouldn't come see me. Like, yeah, find yeah. somebody else. Because if we're going to do some real work where you are talking about hard things, you need to make sure that you like me and you click with me and, <clears throat> you know, just those types of things. And mm-hmm. so I usually recommend for people to find you know, two or three therapists that, you know, kind of get through yeah. the initial round of, of question asking on the phone and then, and then meet with them or even ask for a 30 minute, can I get together and we'll just meet each other and talk through stuff. And at the end of that, I feel like you'll have an idea on whether or not you're a good fit. That's really helpful. Yeah. And I think, I think it can be tempting for people to think too, you know, if this counselor or this counseling situation worked for so-and-so, it's a perfect fit for me too. (laughs) And, you know, as people Mm -hmm. have seen our family progress in our grief journey, I mean, we have had a lot of people ask for your contact info, but the -hmm. truth is, I mean, just because you have been an amazing fit for me and a huge help to our family, you're not going to be the perfect fit for everyone. Right. Yep. So that's wise advice. Because the problem is, is if you have a bad fit for a counselor, then 
people tend to assume then counseling is a bad fit mm-hmm. and that is not true <laughs> and yes. therefore that damages the whole idea of counseling yes you know and mm-hmm. so I really want people to know that you have to be able to click with your therapist and if you don't then you need to find someone else yeah and yes. as a therapist I know that as well and mm-hmm. so I am not offended mm-hmm. if people call me and say hey we're gonna go ahead and try to find somebody else mm-hmm. amazing that's yeah. great please do it you know yeah and so that's yeah. good to know that's good to know are there specific goals in a counseling situation so are you are you looking for change are you waiting for a certain level of healing or just maybe a better way to say it is how do you know if counseling is successful or quote-unquote working oh man um I would say that if you can say that you're in a different place to any degree, mm-hmm. <laughs> a month after you start, mm-hmm. that is, that's progress, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it is very hard. I have a lot of people when they initially call, they say, how long do I have to come? How mm-hmm. long until this works? And honestly, it depends on what's going on. Yeah. Because again, you know, like when you and Eric come in and say, we've lost our son. Mm-hmm you know, I'm probably going to see you longer than maybe four times mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's a right. massive thing. Right. Whereas I've had other people come in there like, I'm really stuck on this parenting thing with my seven-year-old mm-hmm. and I'll see them twice Yeah, yeah. and we're good. And so, you know, a lot of it is just, if you can look back over the last, you know, three or four sessions and say, I have gotten something from it. My life is starting to shift mm-hmm. and this is, you know, helpful, then it is then it's a good fit and it's progressing. Whereas if you say, I don't know, I feel like we're still just as stuck as we were. Mm-hmm. We might need to find a different therapist and yeah. take a different approach. Yeah. That's helpful. Is there a difference between therapy and counseling? No. Okay. It's just different. As far as therapist versus counselor. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Okay. Again, there's different letters behind our names and that goes to different trainings, but those yeah. are, Generally speaking, those are interchangeable. Okay. When you get into psychologists, psychiatrists, that that's very different. Okay. But therapists and counselor are interchangeable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so as people start seeking counseling, what kind of obstacles do you think um, typically present themselves? Or what tends to stop people from actually getting in to see a counselor for help? Um. I would say one of the biggest ones is um, people don't think that their problem is bad enough Mm -hmm. to get in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They think that it'll get better. Um, I have people that they'll be like, well, it wasn't, you know, it was pretty bad, but then it got better. So we thought we were okay. And then it got bad again, but then it got better. And before you know it, three years have gone by. Mm. Um, So I would say that's one. And two, it takes time to go to counseling. It does. Yeah, it does. (laughs) It takes time. It takes effort. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to approach anything to try to bring about change in your life, if you want to get more in shape, you have to make time to exercise and go to the gym. And this is the same thing. You know, if you have kids, it means you have to get a, you have to get a babysitter or you have to make it work during work hours or school hours or, you know, it just, it takes effort. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, a lot of times the pain they are in is Mm -hmm. not worth the pain it would take to get into my office on a regular basis. And so I would say that's a big one. Um, Another one is that people just don't know where to start on looking for a counselor Mm -hmm. and they don't know what to look for or they don't know who to ask. And so that's a big one where, again, if you know that you can just even search by your location on psychology today, Mm -hmm. 
see who's close to you because realistically it's a lot easier to get to a counselor when they're five minutes down the road than an hour away for (laughs) sure for sure start there start making some phone calls and just know that as a therapist I get calls every week from people that are just Mm -hmm. interested inquiring have questions and I love to talk to people and help them get landed on what they need and what's helpful that's Mm -hmm. part I feel like of my job is to help people find their fit Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's not weird at all if someone calls and is like, I don't even know what to ask, but I mm-hmm. think I need counseling. Yeah. That's yeah. a great intro. I will take it from there and help you get things figured out. And yes. so, you know, I think people don't know what to say. I think people don't know where to start, who to call. Mm-hmm. You know, that's um, a good reminder. I think it is, yeah. it's helpful to know that once you make the call, the counselor will take it from there that you get these calls all of the time. You know what to do. You know what to say if the person calling Mm -hmm. doesn't. Mm -hmm. And then just for me, you know, I can just say wholeheartedly that it does take time and energy and effort, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it to just get started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the theme of this podcast is, of course, fighting for joy. And as I've said, my counseling sessions with you have been a key tool in my restored joy. So Mm -hmm. why is that? I mean, why do you think counseling helps people fight for joy? Where's the joy or the restored joy um, kind of getting back some some peace, um, some restored energy as you address these issues in your life Mm -hmm. and you get out of a stuck place? Um, It seems like joy returns. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you kind of connect the dots there a little bit? Yeah, I think a lot of times counseling can help because we take a situation that is overwhelming, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, whether it be relationship or unexpected loss or just, you know, a frustration with parenting. We take something that's overwhelming and we help organize it. We help process it. We help give you some words for it and some understanding for it so that it is not as overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And if things are not as overwhelming, then you can see joy again. You can see hope again. Um, Because a lot of times when people come in, um, they just don't even know where to start with where they're stuck. And so to have someone say, hi, I know where you're at. I know the road that you are on. Mm -hmm. And here's where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Then it opens up the space almost in their lives to be able to have joy come back online, you know, yes. and have hope come back yes. online mm-hmm. because this overwhelming situation is not taking so much energy just to mm-hmm. have it there to fight it or, you know, anything like that. So I feel like that's where counseling helps. And it helps that a lot of times when people come into counseling, the the truths that which they thought were true for their life mm-hmm. or, you know, those staple thoughts of how they thought life was going to go or should be or whatever, all of those get called into question. And again, as a counselor, I get to come in and speak truth of, Hey, yes, this is completely unexpected, mm-hmm. but your life is not broken. It's okay. Yeah. We just kind of need to reorganize what is actually true about life, you mm-hmm. know? And again, it's that idea of when someone comes in and you feel like your life is broken it's very hard to find joy. Yeah. Whereas if, you know, when you go see a counselor and a counselor says, okay, you, you're okay. It hurts. It's painful, but, but life is not broken. Yeah. Again, that joy can then come back online because you know that it's not enjoyable. It's not okay right now, but, but my life is okay. Like Mm -hmm. overall I am okay. And so then joy can kind of come back in. Oh my word. That resonates with me so much because That is what you did for us. You helped us to Mm -hmm. see that for what we were going through, what we were feeling and experiencing was normal. And Mm -hmm. it did not feel normal (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. where we, you know, before we came in to see you. So, yeah, putting words to it, 
um, and helping to kind of organize it so that it wasn't so overwhelming um, was so helpful to us. I mean, our sessions just, it made Eric and me just feel not so alone. I think we felt so isolated in our grief and that's a joy Mm -hmm. stealer in and of itself. And so as you affirmed our emotions and our experiences, um, it was very helpful, very hopeful. Um, and I also feel like for us too, part of why joy is, um, being restored in our life too, is that counseling has really helped compress the healing time, if that makes sense. I mean, I feel like Mm -hmm. you helped us learn um, Mm -hmm. when we needed to lean into the grief in certain ways and just kind of extend patience and grace and know you're doing fine. This is a normal timeline. Mm -hmm. Um, But you also helped us to kind of know what red flags to look for or maybe when we needed a little push or just needed to move forward in a certain area or in a certain time frame. So I feel like you gave us tools to use and just kind of an insight and perspective that we just did not have outside of um, counseling, a counseling setting. And, you know, when you're going through something that you've never gone through before, it's just helpful to talk to someone who deals with these kinds of things every day. (laughs) That was what was so helpful. Yep. And that's why, obviously, I'm such a fan of counseling, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm trained on this. This is why you come this again. This is why you go to a dentist. Like, I have no clue why my tooth hurts. Right. But as soon as I walk in, right. they say, nope, I know. We're good. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. Yes. That's exactly what counseling does is they take this unexpected thing in your life and they put it into an understandable format of <laughs> yes. here's how to handle it. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. So helpful. Yep. Well, if it's not obvious by now, um, <laughs> your work really does help others fight for joy mm-hmm. and keep pressing on in this broken world. But I imagine that there's times you have struggles too. I mean, counselors oh, are human beings living in this broken world yeah. too. <laughs> so oh, are there any tools that you'd be willing to share that you have found helpful in your own fight for joy when you're in the midst of a harder season of life? You know, I feel like a couple things that I've learned on that mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. Um, is that um, one, I try to be aware of when um, things are getting intense and I am starting to actually fight for joy mm-hmm, versus, mm-hmm. you know, just a short phase or something of exhaustion. Um, yeah. And what I've learned for myself on fighting for joy is two pieces. One community is huge for me Yeah. Um, and, and pushing into community where um, obviously my kids are little right now. And so with littles, that means if I need to, have some time where I connect with someone and normalize my own life, mm-hmm. that my struggles are normal and they should be overwhelming and whatever, then I need to get together with other moms, with our kids and mm-hmm. and normalize that and connect on those levels. And there's other times where I know things that um, rejuvenate me. Yes. And that's where community comes in because I need people to watch my kids. And I kind of, in the past, I've done kind of shut down survival mode where I have someone watch my kids for an entire day and I do things that I know are good for me. And this is not just getting caught up on my to-do list. And this is not, mm-hmm. you know, getting to run that errand that I want to run by myself. It's stuff that I know truly is good for my soul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, that's one way I fight for it because mm-hmm. I know if I don't do that, then I will just continue on to fight out of exhaustion. And, mm-hmm. and that just, won't help anything. And so I've learned those things. I've learned that I, sometimes I have to sacrifice reputation where just recently 
I said I would go to a birthday party and an hour and a half before the birthday party, I text the person. I said, I'm so sorry. I'm not coming Mm -hmm. because I know that that cannot happen today if I'm going to be okay for the rest of the day and the next three days. Yeah. Yeah. But I have to sacrifice my reputation there as far as Mm -hmm. being someone that commits and will be there and will always be there and ready Mm -hmm. to go. Cause I'm like, that's not the season of life I'm in right now. The season of life I'm in is I have to have, my priorities yeah. of making sure that I am okay. Yeah. And so yeah. sometimes you have to disappoint others mm-hmm. to make sure that you are okay and you can fight for that. And, mm-hmm. um, and I've learned that that's very important for me to recognize yeah. when I need to disappoint other people so that I can stay in a good place for myself and for my family and for my kids and for my marriage and yes, just kind of all those pieces. That's so. super helpful and just hard and huge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a very important so. thing. Yeah. Um, well, is there anything else before we kind of wrap up that you want to leave with our listeners? Just any final thoughts on counseling as a tool to fight for joy in this broken world? Um, I feel like, I just, I don't know if I can emphasize enough um, how much I appreciate as a therapist, people that come into therapy when they have not been stuck for very long and how Mm -hmm. nice it is Mm -hmm. to have someone come in and say, I'm just a little bit stuck. Let's work together for a month or two and figure it out. So that's the first one is really encouraging people just to find someone. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is I have people that I've seen over the 10 years that I've counseled. I've had people that I've seen every, I don't know, year and a half, two years, three years. Mm -hmm. They'll just Mm -hmm. kind of swing back in and tell me what's going on. We touch base for a month or two. And so, and their ability to kind of have me on retainer where Mm -hmm. they already have a relationship with me. They already know me is so helpful. Because then we can hit the ground running when they come in and say, I am not okay. And I say, great. Okay, then catch me up. Mm -hmm. Let's figure that out. And so just the idea for people to have someone that they know that they can call. Yeah. If things get rough. And the other part is sometimes counseling takes a really long time. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes what you think you're going to counseling for ends up not being what actually you need to work through. Yeah. And that is not bad it is not bad if you are in counseling for 10 years. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, there's some people that you've had tough stuff happen. Mm-hmm. And it just takes a while to unpack it. And the fact is you have to live life while you're going to counseling. And so sometimes you have a lot of energy to give to the counseling process. And sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. And so there's seasons where when you don't, you just don't do as much in counseling because you just don't have the margin for it. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. But I have people that, you know, they have a hard time. So like, I've been here for six months. I've been here for a year and I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Some, that's that's okay. It's not broken. The process is not broken. As long as you're moving forward, mm-hmm. the process is not broken. And so I think that most people I talk to that have not been in counseling, if I say, hey, being in counseling for a year or two is not actually bad. They're quite shocked by that mm-hmm. because they think that it should be about six weeks mm-hmm. because everything in America runs on a six week <laughs> schedule. That's right. That's and right. So, you know, I really would love people to know that if you are in counseling for a year or two years or five years or 10 years on and off or whatever, that's okay. 
Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. And yeah, you know, it's just yeah. not a bad thing. So. Well, and I think of our example too. I mean, grief is so, um, so progressive. I mean, I feel like yeah. there's yep. different things that kind of hit you uh, as each year happens and then you know your kids as they get older and they deal with different things and Mm -hmm. you know different markers and um so I think it is I feel like that's kind of where I'm at with you right now is that whole retainer idea (laughs) of just it's so helpful when the next hard thing hits Mm -hmm. to come in and catch you up and um and kind of address that next thing i don't feel like i see you as much anymore but it is so comforting to know that i can come in and um and get some help with the next thing when it will when it will come because it will come and um so i think that is helpful for people to hear that it's okay if it is a long-term thing it doesn't have to Mm -hmm. be every week for six years but it can be over the span Mm -hmm. and i also i love your first point that you made too of just trying to get in sooner than later if you are feeling overwhelmed or like there's Mm -hmm. something that you need help with i think it it's hard sometimes to suggest counseling to somebody when you when they're just starting to struggle but I can totally Mm -hmm. see from your perspective where that's exactly where you would want them um what's your two cents on just if you have a friend who you see who's really struggling is it okay to suggest that they see a counselor is that something that's not very helpful or it is helpful or kind of how do you approach it if you have someone in your life who is really struggling you know I feel like it absolutely is worth suggesting um Something I feel like that would be helpful within that suggestion is either kind of one being like, hey, have you thought about going to see someone? And if they're like, well, I don't know, then it's kind of the follow up of, well, would you mind? Like, how about I how about I do some research for you? And I come up, I give you a list of like a few people that maybe seem legit. Mm-hmm. How about that? Like, mm-hmm. how about I get you that in the next week or two? Like, are you OK with that or do you want me to make some calls for you and see if, you know, just who has availability or who I feel like would be a good fit? Because most people that if they're really struggling and they've never done counseling, the thought of them trying to find a counselor is very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're the friend that's like, hi, you're not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it gives them a more practical, like, hi, here's a list of three people that all said they have availability that I think you would like. Now you get to call them. Yeah. (laughs) You know, a lot of that initial work is then done for them Mm -hmm. because even as your friend, if you have not seen those counselors, just that your friend knows that you called and you've kind of vetted them already. Yeah. (laughs) It's so helpful. helpful. Mm -hmm. It's not, it doesn't feel as scary Mm -hmm. to then call. Yeah. And so that's something that I would say that Mm -hmm. I would suggest is Mm -hmm. that if you're the friend, see what you can do about pulling some names and numbers together and, or website so that in just shooting an email and being like, Hey, here's people that I think they're legit. Check them out on their website, read about them, see what you think. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me today. And um, you're pretty easy to find online. Your website is cunninghamcounseling.com, right? Is it still that? Okay. So people can, can look you up if they want to. I know you said you have limited capacity right now for new clients, but I I appreciate your website. There's a lot of really good information on there just about counseling and Mm -hmm. kind of the, the what's and the why's. And so that's a good resource for people. Um, but I'm just, I'm really thankful for you, Claire. I'm grateful for your work and your help. And you've just, um, been a a great resource to help us grieve well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening today. 
If you were helped or encouraged by this episode, please share it with others. I would also love for you to find me on social media. You can connect with me and others who are listening on my Fighting for Joy podcast page on either Facebook or Instagram. You can also send me an email at fightingforjoypodcast at gmail.com. Podcasts have been such a lifeline for me in grief and one of the top ways that my soul is recharged and encouraged on a weekly basis. I truly hope that this podcast will do the same for you. Keep fighting for joy.